From 90.7 WFAE, this is Newsworthy for Friday, March 1st, 2024. I'm Eric Thiel. Signs are up, and bars and restaurants in Plaza Midwood are preparing for their first weekend selling alcoholic drinks to go, as the neighborhood becomes the city of Charlotte's first social district. But as Nick Delacanal reports, not all bars and restaurants are participating. Among the bars and restaurants not participating are some of Plaza Midwood's most popular, Snug Harbor, Thomas Tree Tavern, Workman's Friend, The Diamond, The Thirsty Beaver, and Common Market. There's a lot of liability in here, and that's what threw my, my insurance people. That's Common Market owner Blake Barnes. He says he'd like to participate, but he'll need new expensive insurance, and he needs more time to figure out logistics. A representative for the Plaza Midwood Merchants Association says some other businesses are flat-out uninterested. Others want to wait and see. Some 18 businesses will participate this weekend. People can purchase reusable cups from participating businesses with alcoholic drinks to go between 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. and drink them outside within district boundaries. Nick Delacanal, WFAE News. Today is the last day to apply for North Carolina's Opportunity Scholarships, which help families pay for private school tuition. Ann Dos Helms has more. This year, the General Assembly opened the voucher program to families at all income levels and to students who started in private schools without the public money. More than 32,000 students are getting Opportunity Scholarships now, and the deadline is approaching to apply for the coming school year. Amounts will range from about $3,000 to $7,000 a year based on family income. Lower-income families will also get priority if the $191 million allocated for the coming year is not enough to cover everyone. Applications and details are available at ncseaa.edu. And Doss Helms, WFAE News. The latest campaign finance reports have been released for candidates in the 2024 gubernatorial race. According to media reports, Democratic Attorney General Josh Stein has over three times more cash on hand with $12 million so far, compared to his main rival for the governor's seat, Republican candidate Mark Robinson, who has just over $4 million. The Super Tuesday primary is next week. WFAE will have full coverage beginning at 7 p.m. ESPN is reporting the Charlotte Hornets plan to hire Brooklyn Nets executive Jeff Peterson as the new head of basketball operations. The 35-year-old previously worked with new Hornets owner Rich Schnall in Atlanta and coach Steve Clifford in Brooklyn. Charlotte FC will go on the road this weekend to take on the Vancouver Whitecaps. Charlotte opened the season with a 1-0 victory over New York City FC. During a press conference Thursday... Charlotte coach Dean Smith said the team's consistency during the offseason paid off in the opening match. I've said many times that results aren't the big thing during preseason. It's, you know, getting that consistency of play, um, you know, how we're working together, getting to know your teammates. Uh, but that first game was, you know, uh, a compliment to the, the team and the shape and the discipline, how they, how they played together. And, you know, from that, you can hopefully take some momentum into the next games, albeit, you know, three games on the spin. Charlotte begins a three-game road trip and will return to Bank of America Stadium March 23rd to take on the Columbus Crew. For over a decade, Mecklenburg Commissioner Pat Cotham has easily won re-election, always finishing first or second in the Democratic primary for three at-large seats. But Cotham this year is facing challenges. The biggest? Democrats upset at her daughter, State Representative Tricia Cotham, for switching from the Democratic Party to the Republican Party, a decision that gave the GOP a legislative supermajority. 
Steve Harrison has this report. Two years ago, Pat Cotham dominated the Democratic primary, which in heavily Democratic Mecklenburg County is where most races are decided. She finished first by 10,000 votes, far ahead of second place finisher Arthur Griffin. Then, less than a year later, Mecklenburg politics and North Carolina politics was turned upside down in an April news conference. I am Trisha Cotham. I am a single mom of two amazing sons, a teacher, a small business owner, a woman with strong faith. Then came the kicker. Today, I add Republican to that list. Trisha Cotham's decision to join the Republican Party allowed the GOP to override several of Democratic Governor Roy Cooper's vetoes. One, let Republicans ban most abortions after 12 weeks. But beyond the policy implications, many Democrats took it personally as a betrayal. In an interview last week before a candidate forum, Pat Cotham says she was surprised at the rage against her daughter, whose decision she understands. I expected pushback, but I expected that people would have, want to have conversations as opposed to um, vulgarities and violent actions that were taken. And I didn't expect my grandchildren to be contacted. I, I didn't expect that. During her own re-election effort, Pat Cotham says she expected to hear about the party switch at early voting sites. But I really haven't. I really haven't heard about it. When I've been out, people are just, well, we know you, Pat. You know, we see you in the community. You know, you stick up for us. But I have had things like my signs taken and things like that, you know, so. In 2016, Pat Cotham was a North Carolina superdelegate who backed Bernie Sanders over Hillary Clinton. But she's had a long history of working with Republicans. To her, it's common sense. To others, it's more sinister. In 2022, just months before Trisha Cotham's party switch, former school board member Jennifer De La Hara wrote an op-ed in Queen City Nerve that was titled, Pat Cotham is a Republican, and it's time Democrats admit it. Cotham says she didn't read it. Progressive, she says. It seemed to have a litmus test for certain things. And um, as a county commissioner, I have to serve all of the people. I didn't take an oath to serve the Democratic Party or the progressives. She's lost support from some prominent Democratic groups this primary season. Cotham didn't receive the endorsement of the Black Political Caucus, which she got in 2022. The MEC LGBT Dems rated her sufficient two years ago, but insufficient this year. The group said it recognized her past support for a non-discrimination ordinance, as well as her visible presence at LGBTQ events. But it criticized her for voting against the Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools bond last year. In the interview with WFAE, Cotham was asked about the General Assembly's vote last year to ban most abortions after 12 weeks, a vote made possible by her daughter, who had previously been adamantly for abortion rights. Well, um, it's what they did. And I have to say, I have learned as an elected official, people often don't like votes that we have, but they don't have all the information. I would have liked a few more weeks, but I did like the other things that were added to it, were help for the mother. And I mean, those things 
I did like, I'm a practical, I'm a realist. You don't always get what you want. County commissioners and other political observers expect Cotham to lose some support in the primary, but they believe her 12 years of service and connection with voters will still carry her to victory, possibly even a first place finish again. Two other incumbents, Griffin and Lee Altman, are running for the three spots, as well as two challengers, Yvette Townsend Ingram and Blake Van Leer. Steve Harrison, WFAE News. In most high schools, students play older characters. Think Fiddler on the Roof, Little Shop of Horrors, Beauty and the Beast. That usually means the young actors aren't drawing from their own experiences, unless they've transformed into a dancing plate or cared for a blood-sucking plant. That's not the case for a group of teenagers opening a show in Cornelius this weekend called Be More Chill. Nick Delacanal has the story. The musical From Broadway, with music and lyrics by Joe Iconis, is set in the halls of a typical high school. A loser kid named Jeremy learns about a pill that makes you cool, popular, and more chill. It's a gray oblong pill, quantum nanotechnology CPU. It's called a SQUIP, or Super Quantum Unit Intel Processor. It's a tiny computer that implants a voice into your brain that tells you what to do and what to say. Everything about you is going to be wonderful. For teenage actor Garrett McIntyre, who plays Jeremy, it's a tempting premise. A few weeks ago, he was at a swim competition. And I was sitting there, and I was like, you know, it'd be funny if I took a squip right now and then I swam a 4,200 freestyle, went to the Olympics. But the squips are fictional, and you can only dream. For but. now. <laughs> With the advent of ChatGPT and Elon Musk's company recently implanting a computer chip in a person's brain, who knows what the future may hold? Director Melissa Ullman Roberge first read the script with students at Community School of Davidson last summer. At the end, I said to them, so what do you think? And they were like, oh, we love this script, blah, blah. And I said, what do you love about it? And they were like, it's just like we talk. It sounds so much like us. The show has generous profanity and references to masturbation, drinking, and smoking, all things that are a part of teenage life but could make parents and administrators squirm. So this production at the Kane Center for the Arts is not sanctioned by any school. High schoolers from across Charlotte auditioned, and many say the show feels personal. Like 16-year-old Trulin Reinhardt. She plays the love interest, Christine. She has this line that I love in Act 2 where she says, well, I can't go out with you because I don't even know who I am yet, and I can't go out with you until I know who I am. Do you feel like you found yourself? No. <laughs> uh, like, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, and then something happens and life happens, and you're like, wait, this is something a part of me I've never even known about before. And I think people discover new things about themselves every day and like are just consistently growing. In another part of the show, Connor Cooper, who plays Jeremy's best friend Michael, sings a soliloquy while he hides in the bathroom at a high school party. Now I'm just Michael in the bathroom, Michael in the bathroom at a party. Forget how long it's been, I'm just Michael in the bathroom, Michael in the bathroom at a party. No, you can't come in. He says those feelings of isolation and anxiety are universal. And sometimes you have to deal with them on your own. 
being best friends, you kind of form a codependence on one another. And throughout the show, I think Michael kind of learns the harsh reality that sometimes you got to be on your own because you're not always going to have that friend. All by Griffin Small, who plays the voice of the supercomputer, says working on the show has stirred memories of times he didn't know what to say or do. I can recall so many moments in my life where I just, I had so much going on, so many different situations. I had people who were mad at me, people I was upset with, and um, I had no idea how to navigate that. Sure, implanting AI into his brain could have helped. But I, I'm so glad I didn't, because through those experiences, you gain life experience, and you learn how to navigate it yourself. You don't need someone else to do it for you. And sometimes the chillest thing a person can do is to simply be themselves. Be More Chill runs Friday and Saturday at the Kane Center in Cornelius. And for Friday, March 1st, that's Newsworthy. I'm Eric Thiel.